Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. My friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios and presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings on 670 The Score. A perfect example of win some, lose some over the past few days. Our strong football run continues in the Circus Sports Million Contest. Another winning week, so that's good. Uh, there were moments in week four when I felt like we had an 0 and 5 on our hands, but we escaped week four with a 3 and 2 record. 15-5 and five on the season. Pretty good. Hope we can stay up there. And it was a sweaty one, but we started week five with a victory. Took the Rams minus two and a half on Thursday. But you knew that if you listened to BetQL daily via the Odyssey app, YouTube, or Twitch uh, back on Thursday. So all the picks are submitted. We'll address those selections over the next hour right here on Early Odds. By the way, Thursday, we finally got a good one. And that game was nuts. It was nuts. We had both quarterbacks dealing with finger injuries. Russ had to leave the game, but Stafford didn't. Geno Smith comes in. He wasn't terrible, which is uh, much better than what I was expecting since he hasn't played in years in the league. Leaning a couple of scoring drives there. A couple of punts on one specific play, and nobody knew the rules, including Mike Pereira uh, helping out in the booth, and he's known as the best in the business. There was a missed extra point. I thought that was going to come back and haunt me because it was two and a half. Then they were leading by two, but we got out of Thursday with a victory and a cover. So nice start there. But like I mentioned, I'll get to all of those picks coming up. Can't wait to get the details on Stadium Swim over at Circus Sports from Parkinson Spiegel. My regular visit with them 
Tuesdays around 3.45 to talk sports betting with the fellas like I do every show I hear on Sports Radio 670 The Score. If you don't catch all these selections, I will share them later in the day on Twitter, just like I always do, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. I'll add the survivor picks and what's happening with the consensus of uh, the biggest sports handicapping contest in the world. Last couple of days, obviously rough for Sox fans and Sox backers. When I was on with Lawrence on Thursday, we nailed game one. It was exactly what we expected because of Lance Lynn's history against the Houston Astros, but expected a bounce back in game two, not so much. We missed that one. So Sox coming back down 0-2. We're going to have an updated series price, World Series odds, and some terrific college contests that we need to hit on. But we start with the National Football League. We try to bring in some of the most successful bettors so you can get another perspective for the NFL card. And we're taking a look at week number five with Ian McMillan from BetSided. And he has the Bacon Bets podcast. Find his work, fansided.com slash BetSided on Twitter at Ian MacBets. Ian spelled I-A-I-N. Recently moved to New York City. Kind enough to spend time with us. But Ian, you know, I, I like having you on the show. I've had you on BetQL Daily, all that good stuff, quality content out there. But when I saw your record, I'm like, man, I, I've got to get some of this knowledge from this heater. Tell the tell the people, tell our early odds listeners the kind of run that you've been on in the first month of the season. I've been hot so far. So I, I do a thing uh, where I bet on every single NFL game. I'm calling it the road to 272 bets since we have some more games uh, this year compared to last year. But yeah, I've been off to a hot start so far. I am 45 and 19. Now, I would love to just pat myself on the back and call myself an expert handicapper. But I mean, hitting at this rate, and, and you know this, it's more luck than anything else. Uh, I think I've done a decent job handicapping, but am I going to hit at 70% for the rest of the NFL season? Absolutely not. There's going to be some regression at some point, but uh, I'm enjoying the hot streak while it lasts because uh, who knows how long, how much longer it will last. 70%. 70%. So I, I get into way too many contests, way too much money is spent before the season starts on these contests, which are very difficult like to win a lot of money you've got to hit at 70 percent for an entire season are you kicking yourself for not jumping in let's say the super contest or circus sports million very much so because this is the first year in a while that i haven't i think the past four maybe five oh. years i've gone at least in a couple contests and i've always been terrible at them so i was like you know what i'm just gonna save my money i, I won't join them this year and then of course i'm having my best season i've ever had by far so uh, i am definitely kicking myself for that have you changed anything or is it the, is the process the same? Yeah, I, I have changed some small things. And I mean, I think every single year, and I think, I think this is what the good sports betters do is you kind of learn every single year, take things that went, that went well for you the past year, learn about things that didn't go well for you. I'm paying a little bit more attention to where the sharp money is this year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's a lot of bets that just seem obvious one side. And if bets were obvious, then sports betting would be a lot more easy. So I'm taking a lot of stinky bets this year, uh, fading the public a couple of times. And I'm just kind of looking at everything and trying to get an overall picture of something instead of just looking at a bet and being like, oh, that's obvious. I'm going to take last week the Titans minus seven. Oh, that, that bet seems obvious. They're going to crush the Jets. Just like anything, I think you'll learn, learn every single year, try to learn your lessons and uh, and build off last season's success. Playing the market, and that's what this is. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. We always talk about uh, week two is the overreaction week, and for some bettors that have been at this a while, it's the easiest week of the year to bet. 
But I, I think it's every week is an overreaction week. These opinions get out of whack so far. Uh, just a few weeks ago, Arizona Cardinals, worst team in the NFC West, no questions asked. And now everybody has them in their top two in the, the NFL power rankings. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I think you get overreactions more in the NFL because you only see one game a week. So for a month's worth worth of games, it's only a four game sample size, which in any other sport, that's like 10 days, you get four games or two weeks. Um, but because four games are stretched out over a month, you kind of have a short memory and, and you forget about, you know, what a team looked like a month ago, just five games ago. So uh, I think you get overreactions a little bit more in the NFL because of that. So, guys, I asked Ian, all right, let's uh, what we usually do is we go back and forth on some sides, some totals that we like. Uh, give me a few that you like. And Ian says, yep. Yep. I'm like, well, which ones are three, three to five? He's like, all of them. I like all the games because <laughs> like you mentioned, the road to 272, is it? Uh, you've got to pick for every single game. Why don't we start with our local team? And I know it's not one of your strongest plays, uh, maybe a lean uh, since you are picking this game. Uh, we've got the Bears and Raiders. The Bears are going on the road out to Las Vegas, five and a half point underdogs. There are going to be plenty of Bears fans in the house. Fields is officially the dude. He's the starter moving forward. We know about all the offensive issues the Bears have had. And the Raiders are on a short week coming off their worst performance of the year. And it's not close. What, what has really struck me with Vegas, uh, Ian, is that we talk a lot about Gruden and his play calling and how good he is with the script and how Carr is leading the NFL in passing yards so far. What, what I don't think we hit on enough is all of a sudden it looks like this Raiders team has a pretty talented roster. When you talk about pressure, getting to the opposing quarterback, and all of a sudden their secondary looks pretty strong. What are your thoughts on Bears Raiders? As good as the Raiders have looked, though, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not to fall into this trap because it's happened, I feel like, a few times over the past handful of years where the Raiders come out strong. Maybe not as strong as they mm -hmm. have this year, but they, usually their best football uh, since Gruden uh, has taken over has been early in the season. Um, I remember last year, I think they upset the Saints in a big Monday night game early in the year, and everyone thought that the Raiders were for real. So they certainly could be. They seem better than they have been in years past. But I am going to take the Bears and the points in this one. And like you mentioned, it's not my favorite bet. It's one that I kind of went back and forth on. But the big thing that, that stuck out uh, when I was looking at the numbers for this one is that the Raiders have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They're allowing 4.9 yards per carry, 29th in the NFL. And no team gets more yards on the ground than the Chicago Bears. Obviously, Montgomery uh, is out for this game, so that's going to affect them a little bit. But 51.79% of the yards they gain come on the ground, highest mark in the NFL by wide margin there. So I think the Bears offense is going to find a little bit of success on the ground against this Raiders team. Are they going to win outright? Certainly not taking the money line, but five and a half points. I would set this line at more of four and a half, maybe four. So I think there's a, there's a little bit of value on the Bears there. Uh, that's a good point, Ian, because that's how you attack this Raiders defense. Chunk runs. And we've seen that uh, early on in the season. And even with some guys that aren't that great. That's why I'm not worried too much about the Montgomery injury uh, going down to uh, now Damian Williams is uh, we saw even Miles Gaskin get some chunk runs against this defense. We saw it in week number one. Of course, Lamar Jackson, always a threat on the ground, but also Tyson Williams, a guy that who was a healthy scratch last week for the Ravens. Uh, so he's not a very talented player. He put up some rushing yards against them. So that is certainly the key. You're right. For the Bears, let's see how the explosive plays uh, occur here with Bill Lazor calling the plays. 
but I do like the Raiders in this spot. The market a little down on the Raiders after the performance on Monday night. I'm expecting a bounce back. The look ahead was seven. Now we're down to five and a half. So um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for fields here. But uh, I do think the Raiders take care of business in a bounce back spot. So I'm on the Raiders. We're going opposite there. Now, I know that uh, you, you like a couple of these games involving NFC North teams. How about the Vikings as heavy favorites? They're one and three on the season, but this line just keeps creeping up. It seems like they don't want us to tease down the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings going against the 0-4 Lions. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so for this one, I'm, I'm looking at the total. Actually, last week, so so when I make a bet for every single game, I either do spread total or I'll do money line if it's an underdog. Last week, I went all spreads and money lines. This week, I actually have quite a bit of totals, and this one, I think, is my favorite one. I'm going on, uh, with the over on this one, over 49.5. I think we're getting a little bit of value just based on uh, the scores of both these teams' games last week. But these are the two of the worst defenses in the NFL through the first four weeks. Vikings 28th in opponent yards per play, 6.1. Lions 31st, second last in the NFL, and opponent uh, yards per play at 6.6. And when it comes to points per play, uh, Lions dead last by mile. Teams are averaging over half a point per play against this Lions defense. So uh, I think it's two bad defenses here. I think both teams, their offenses are much better. So I, I, I like I like the over. I'm surprised it's not. It didn't creep into the 50s. So I'll take the over 49 and a half now. So you don't think the Lions are going to go to the red zone in the first three possessions and score zero points like they did against the Bears? <laughs> what? Well, I, I I I like that he's going for it on fourth down and trying to get those touchdowns, but you got to convert. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while, once in a while, that makes a lot of sense to me. This lion's defense is pathetic. I mean, the bears couldn't do anything against Cleveland. Then all of a sudden they put 24 points on the board. So yeah, that, that makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense here. Do you think this line is too high? The spread? Yeah. 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 It's It's tough. The the Vikings are one and three and we're going to lay who knows by tomorrow. It could be double digits. But but also, I mean, the Vikings are one and three, but they lost in overtime. They had a game-winning field goal chance against the Cardinals. They could have beat, right. you know, the team that everyone's claiming is the best team in the NFL. So uh, the Vikings are, are a tough team to handicap this year so far, I think, as far as when you're looking at the spread. So that was one of the reasons why I went in the total instead. Yep, I, I think that's a good angle there. I teased the Vikings earlier in the week, but they kind of, once it gets to nine, you probably don't want to tease it because you want to get that yeah, stuff. Inside of a field goal. Another NFC North matchup that you like. The Packers at the Bengals. I don't really care for the term fishy line, but I kind of used it this week on my show when I first saw this line. Uh, Sitting around three, three and a half. The Packers are road favorites. And uh, what, what is your angle with this one? Yeah, I'm looking at the total for this one again. But I mean, this game, in my opinion, like you said, it's a little fishy, but like I'm staying away from the spread because if you actually look at the statistics, it does kind of lean towards the Bengals in this one. Um, I mean, the statistic, and I've already cited it a couple of times, the one, the ones that I look at the most right away when I first start handicapping a game is yards per play on offense and opponent yards per play on defense. Bengals are 11th in yards per play in the NFL right now. Packers are 22nd in yards per play, which I found kind of surprising. And then on the defense defensive side of things, Bengals are fifth in opponent yards per play. Packers are eighth. So if you just look at the numbers, the Bengals have been kind of the better team when it comes to yards per play, both on offense and defense this year. So if you kind of look in the, at the statistics, if you forget the fact that they're playing against, you know, the reigning MVP and Aaron Rodgers, then the, the Bengals kind of seem like an attractive option. Um, but I'm just going to go with the under because like I mentioned with those two stats, the defenses are a little bit better. 
the Packers offense has struggled at times. Remember in the first half against the Lions, they struggled before they kind of really exploded in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that Lions defense is not good. Um, and the Bengals are fifth in opponent yards per pass attempt as well. So their secondary has actually been pretty good. I, I hope that they can slow down Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, I was surprised the totals in the 50s. So I'm going to take the under 51 and a half in that one. Okay. Playing the under between the Packers and the Bengals. I was shocked to see that after a month, the Packers offense is 27th in the NFL in explosive play rate. 27th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the inactives are the big deal here. If I'm getting three and a half, I would look to Cincinnati. But Jair Alexander could be huge there. Uh, this week at practice, the uh, Green Bay center, Josh Myers, wasn't out there. A couple of their offensive linemen were missing time. And Burrow has looked good over the last couple of weeks. T. Higgins practicing. What about Joe Mixon? That could loom large. The the Bengals center was missing sometimes. So I'm going to take a look at what's going on with the Enactus before the game. But if I'm getting three and a half, the home underdog has a pretty good shot there. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score. My guest is Ian McMillan. Fansided.com forward slash betsided also has the Bacon Bets podcast. I love this matchup. We've got the Browns and the Chargers under the radar. This is a sneaky possible AFC championship. After Monday night, everybody flying high on the Chargers. The non-believers were uh, were finally like, okay, yeah, Justin Herbert's for real. We're seeing it again in year number two. What do you think about Browns Chargers? I will say hand up. I was one of those non-believers about the Chargers. And to be honest, I still don't know if I'm fully convinced, even though they beat a pretty decent Raiders team. Uh, I mean, you look at the stats, like I said, yards per play is what I look at more than anything else. They're 14th or sorry, 15th in offensive yards per play, 14th in a, in the NFL in opponent yards per play. Now they have had a very tough schedule to start things off. So I will kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to, I like the Browns here. The Browns are my Super Bowl pick preseason. I don't think they're, they're getting uh, the respect that they deserve so far. I'm going to keep betting on them. And like the last matchup I just talked about with the Eagles and Panthers, I think this comes down to the Browns running game. In my opinion, best offensive line in the NFL, top three running back in Nick Chubb. Uh, they're fifth in the NFL in yards per carry, getting an average of 5.1. And the Chargers have not been good and stopping the run this year, 30th in the NFL and opponent yards per carry teams are getting 5.3 against them. Now your counterpoint to that would probably be, well, the Raiders try to run the ball against them on Monday night and they, and the Chargers shut them down, but the Raiders run blocking is not good. The run attacks, not good. They're near the bottom in, in yards per carry. So, uh, people have asked me if the Baker Mayfield injury concerns me. It doesn't because he's not the main reason why I'm backing the Browns here. I think their run game is going to, going to be quite successful against the chargers so i'm back in the browns here they're my super bowl pick i don't think they're getting enough respect yet so uh, let's go cleveland and maybe the market's buying too much on the chargers after a, a nice performance in a public spot uh this past monday night and you're right about the chargers run defense I was having this conversation on BetQL Daily earlier this week. Okay, what's their weakness? Let's say we're buying into Herbert as a legit dude. Maybe not top-of-the-board MVP candidate, but a top-10 quarterback. They have a talented defense. Good pass rush with Joey Bosa. He's as good as it gets. They built up the offensive line in the offseason. I mean, Rashawn Slater's been terrific. That run defense, number 31 rush defense DVOA, and then you just happen to be matched up with the best rushing offense in the NFL. So everything you say uh, makes sense. I I think this Browns roster, we were doing power rankings on the show this week. I think this Browns roster is as talented as anybody. I put them number two, even though they have a loss. 
Yeah, I don't think people have kind of realized the, the improvements they made on defense as well. Who was it? I'd be Josh Hill from the Rams, I believe they got this offseason. Uh, they've just made a lot of improvements on their defense, mm-hmm. and their defense has been among the best in the league so far. So uh, I'm all in on this Browns team. But also, I will say the Browns are a cursed franchise. And if anyone knows anything about cursed franchises, it's me being a Falcons and Maple Leafs <laughs> diehard fan. So uh, I don't know if betting on the Browns is a great idea because they are just a cursed franchise. But uh, I think they have a talented roster. I think they're being underrated. Uh, previewing week number five in the NFL. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670. The score, my guest, Ian McMillan. He's on a heater, 45-19 and 19 ATS to start the season, hitting at a clip of 70%. All right, you led me there. We can actually talk about your Falcons. I, I know you didn't say it's one of your favorite games, but people are going to get up early tomorrow morning. They're going to get their bets in, and they're actually going to watch the Falcons because they're playing in London. It's the 8:30 kick here, and um, we have Atlanta favored by a field goal against the National Football League roster. Can you make any sense of it? Ah, uh, the Falcons. Yeah, to be honest, all week I kind of liked the Falcons because I was like, oh, it's the Jets. We're definitely going to beat the Jets. But once I sat down and kind of uh, really handicapped this game, I'm on the Jets here getting the three points. And I will say. I've been right on the Falcons all f- for the first four weeks. I bet against them the three times they didn't cover. I was on their money line. I was at the game live when they beat the Giants. But the only good unit on this football field in this game is actually the Jets defense, which I knew they're like half decent. I didn't know they were as good as what they are until I kind of looked at their stats. Seventh in opponent yards per play. Twelfth in opponent yards per pass attempt. Sixth in sack percentage. One of the best pass rushing defenses in the in the NFL right now, and also one of the one of my favorite stats to look at is third down conversion percentage. Their defense is third and opponent third down conversion percentage. Very good at getting opposing offenses off the field. Um, Jets getting three points. I mean, the Falcons don't have a good offense. They don't have a good defense. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. I got to back the Jets getting the points here. It's probably going to be a close game. I'll take the team getting the points. Zach Wilson was impressive last week. I know it's the Titans defense, but the first three games in his NFL career, he went against Carolina, Bill Belichick against a rookie QB and Denver. And then things obviously softened up with the Titans defense. Maybe it happens again with this Falcons defense, but Hey, here's one thing that you guys do have. AJ Terrell is phenomenal. And I don't think he's getting his just due. He might be the best cornerback we've seen this season. Yeah, he's been fantastic, but like our, our nickelback Isaiah Oliver is down with an injury. I think he's out for the year now. So just uh, and it, it like if you looked at the first first week of the season, uh, Jalen Hurts against the Falcons, they just completely picked apart one side of the field because AJ Terrell's great, one of the best corners in the NFL, but you can't yeah. cover the whole field with one guy. So uh, smart coaches are just going to keep thrown to the opposite side of the field. Isaiah Oliver being out for the year now, it hurts an already depleted defense. But yeah, I love AJ Terrell, one of the few. Uh, and Cordero Patterson on offense showed it to him three touchdowns last week. He's, he's, he's been fantastic for them as well. So, How about it? Um, former bear. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. And and they're utilizing him well too, in the past game, in the rush game, they're giving him the ball uh, and he's stepping up. So uh, props to him, but unfortunately there's, there's 11 guys on, on each side of the ball and one guy's not on each side. It's not going to make a difference. I was expecting more from Arthur Smith to start the season. So it sounds yeah, like it's going to take a, it's going to take a little bit of time there. 
I can tell you're jaded. You're a little hurt by your Falcons because I mentioned how great AG Terrell is and you zoomed right past it and talk about how terrible everybody else is. <laughs> oh, I'm just so, I'm so, uh, they, they kill me every year, man. <laughs> right. I, in every single off season, I get my hopes up. And then within like the first couple of weeks, especially the last couple of seasons, I'm, I'm just done with them. So there you go. I understand <laughs> that. All right. Let's see if we could squeeze in a, a couple more games. Uh, Tampa Bay, Miami. I know you've got to play on this bucks, double digit favorites off of the big game on Sunday night. Letdown, not sure. Secondary, a mess for that Tampa Bay defense. But here comes Jacoby Preset. Now that Justin Fields is playing for the Bears, I think the Dolphins are the worst offense in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dolphins might sneakily be just the worst team in the NFL. Their defense is half half decent but i mean if they can't get the ball moving on offense whatsoever i mean this is a square play it's an obvious play but i'm going to back the buccaneers to cover the spread i like kind of betting the not obvious side the contrarian side but i need at least to find some kind of reasoning to back that bet and i can't find any reason to bet on this Mm -hmm. Dolphins team dead last in yards per play only getting 4.0 second last in points per game at 15.5 i just don't see how the dolphins offense is going to be able to keep pace with the buccaneers offense whatsoever now i did say that about uh, the Buccaneers last week, I backed them against the Patriots and that didn't come through. But I mean, the Patriots defense, much better. Uh, Bill Belichick coaching against Tom Brady. That I mean, that game was just a whole different animal. So yeah. uh, I can't imagine the Dolphins are going to keep pace here. So as much as I don't love betting double digit favorites in the NFL, I think it's the only bet you can make in this game. Ian, I'm contractually obligated to hit on the game of the year. Maybe the highest total that we're going to see all season at 56 and a half. Sunday night football bills and the chiefs this scares me it feels like the public is in on the dog but i'm not quite sure we're gonna wait and see uh where where all the money comes in i'm not i'm not saying huge public dog but anytime i see that i'm scared off even though i am leaning buffalo yeah when i checked on wednesday night when i was uh, recording my podcast i think it was like 64 65 percent i think of the of, of the money was on the bills which you're right that does concern me a little bit as well because usually the chiefs in general are just a very public play week in and week out Mm -hmm. um i am gonna back the bills so i'm i'm kind of with the public on this one now i thought about taking money line which i see a lot of people are just taking the bills as their upset of the week that scares me a little bit because the chiefs it seems like every single game no matter if they win or lose it's a one possession game and if it's going to be a one possession game i'll feel a lot better taking the team getting the field goal in that game but when you look at the numbers at least so far. Now, the Chiefs have had a much tougher schedule than the Bills. But right now, if you look at the numbers, this is the number one defense in the NFL against the worst defense in the NFL. Bills are allowing an average of four yards per play against them. Chiefs dead last in opponent yards per play at 6.9. So a difference of 2.9 yards per play, which is insane. But like I said, schedule difficulty, you definitely have to factor yeah. that in a little bit. This Chiefs offense is so good. It's, I mean, it, it's hard to make too definitive of, of a case against them. But I'm going to back the public just based on defensive loan. The Chiefs defense can't stop anyone. The Eagles scored 30 points against them last week, and they were settling for field goals on a handful of drives. So uh, I got a bad. I'm going to be with the public on this one, but I'm not going to take funny line. I'm just going to take the three points. Yeah, the Bills defensive numbers are off the chart. But the sports betting market is kind of telling us it doesn't matter because the total is 56 and a half. Because right. when you have Mahomes, it doesn't matter what your defense is doing. And as you alluded to, the schedule, here's the opposing quarterbacks for the Bills. Big Ben, this Big Ben, who, by the way, is as bad as the rookie quarterbacks right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Tua, Brissett game, Heineke, and by far the worst quarterback in the NFL this year, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. <laughs> God, is he? He's worse, worse than Nathan Peterman, right? 
I <laughs> I kind of had high hopes for him. Um, I, I kind of liked him at Stanford, but yeah, he's just unbelievably bad. Brutal, brutal. All right, Ian, tell us about uh, the Bacon Bets podcast. I always see you tweet about it. I know there's a, this picture that floats around on Twitter with you in a bacon outfit. Like, what, <laughs> what's behind? What's behind that? I kind of got a, a reputation in college for being the bacon guy. Um, I literally <laughs> bacon every single day. If there's a meal that I can add bacon to it, I will. I eat every eggs and bacon every single morning, every yeah. single day of the year. If I can add bacon to my to my dinner, I will as well. So I kind of included that into the into the cover art there for the podcast and wear my bacon costume, which I actually brought with me to New York. I might hit up Times Square with it one of these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, that gets released every Thursday morning. And uh, as we talked about earlier, I do... Uh, what I'm calling the road to 272 bets throughout the NFL season. So I place a bet on every single NFL game, whether it's side total or uh, underdog on the money line. And I just go through those picks every single week. And uh, that's released every Thursday morning. So awesome. Uh, check that out. I love bacon. Our audience loves bacon. It, they, they, tell, they tell us now with keto, like eggs and bacon, that's healthy. You're good. That's awesome. Uh, Ian McMillan at Ian Mac bets on Twitter. Find his work. Fansided.com forward slash bet sided ian best of luck this weekend appreciate your time this morning on early odds thank you very much man thanks for having me on and uh good luck to everyone who bets great breakdowns there from ian and myself if i do say so coming up next i'll roll through the nfl sides i like maybe a few totals the Sox series odds down oh two ugh and some college football looks. So hang out on this Saturday morning, every Saturday morning at 8. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Score Listener Line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. You've got early odds on 670 The Score. My name's Joe Ostrowski. We'll get back to some football in a minute. Inside the clubhouse, top of the hour. Can't wait to hear Bruce and David's thoughts on the last couple of days and how the White Sox dug themselves this 0-2 hole that they sit in right now. I know a lot of you uh, playing the blame game. I think we all are on some level, trying to point the finger, find that neat story. Exactly how is this talented team down 0-2 as soon as we start here in the DS? You can point to the starting pitching. Lance Lynn got crushed again by the Astros. History tells us that's exactly what was going to happen, and it did again. Lucas Giolito, he's viewed as your your ace going into the season, and he didn't have enough. Pitching into the fifth, that's not enough, and way too many walks yesterday. Sure, the offense started to score some runs coming through in game number two. They did take the lead at one point, but you need to do more when you're going up against that juggernaut in Houston. Two games and zero extra base hits. 18 hits. 18 singles and four walks. That's your offensive production. Small ball going to work against the Houston Astros? No, it's not. Your 2021 White Sox, first team in MLB history with at least 15 hits, with no extra base hits in their first two games of a postseason. And of course, the easy target is Tony La Russa for some good reason. A lot of us have questions about the lack of usage with Kopech, certain decisions with the bullpen, defensive alignment. But as I just mentioned, starters aren't coming through. Your best guys, bullpen problems, including your big move at the deadline, and the offense doesn't have an extra base hit. But there's a lot of focus on the manager. It's not one thing. It's everything right now. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Sox in the first two games of the ALDS. Now we wait on Sunday night, the definition of a must-win game for game number three in town. Updated series prices between the White Sox and the Astros. So before game one, the White Sox were underdogs, okay? But it was plus 110, just a little bit better than even money. After going down 0-1, the price jumped to plus 230. Now they're in a spot, if they want to win the series, they need to win three consecutive games. The Astros are hefty, minus 850 favorites. That means to win $100, you need to bet $850. Houston, minus 850. White Sox, plus 
575 at points bet. So you bet 100, you would win 575, but you need the White Sox to win three consecutive games. The World Series odds, best we've seen all season for good reason. The majority of the market has the White Sox World Series odds at 16 to 1. 16 to 1. When we were waiting around for the playoffs to start, they were sitting at 7 to 1. And then all of a sudden, after the Lynn announcement, interesting, they jumped a little bit. 8 to 1, 9 to 1. Again, now we're all the way out to 16 to 1 over at PointsBet. And speaking of PointsBet, did you know that PointsBet has the most sportsbook locations in the Chicagoland area? Today we've got Fury versus Wilder 3, once and for all, at any of the three PointsBet locations. And there's no cover charge. The fight is on pay-per-view, but PointsBet is showing it free at PointsBet Hawthorne Racecourse, PointsBet Crestwood, and PointsBet Prospect Heights tonight. Free parking, a full bar, and you can bet on the PointsBet app or ask a sports betting concierge to guide you. Why stay home and pay for the fight when you can experience the convenience of three different Chicagoland sportsbooks? PointsBet Sportsbook. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday morning, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, Back for a couple of minutes on the NFL card uh, to the conversation we had with Ian McMillan, who's on an absolute heater. I'm having the best start that I've ever had to an NFL season. On the Bears-Raiders game, we disagreed. He was just leading to the Bears, and I'm taking a look at the Raiders. But the information that came out with John Gruden and the NFL and some of those emails that were exchanged over a decade ago, I don't know how that doesn't impact that locker room in some way. So from the sports betting side of things, curious if there's going to be any carryover into Sunday afternoon's game, the Khalil Mack revenge game. We're in full agreement on the Browns. I can't believe they're an underdog. There are going to be a lot of opportunities this season when you can get Cleveland plus the points. I lean to the Jets. I don't love waking up early on Sunday morning and taking the Jets, but that play does make some sense just because we're talking about a Falcons team being favored by a full field goal. The Bills play that Ian likes is interesting because it might be a long time before you find Patrick Mahomes laying two and a half or three points like you will tomorrow night. They're expecting that one to be a really up and down game, 56 and a half. I would prefer to bet the total and, and jump on under that lofty number. He likes the under in Green Bay, Cincinnati. I think that's fascinating because all of the public will be betting on the Packers and the sharper bettors are all over the Bengals getting three and a half earlier in the week and some of them still like it at plus three. I don't know why the Broncos are underdogs to the Steelers. It looks like Teddy Bridgewater is ready to go, and that just doesn't make sense to me. Ben Roethlisberger is a bottom five quarterback. You can't even make a case that he's average anymore. He's bottom five. That's how terrible he's been. Dallas laying seven against the Giants. That number came down a little bit. It was actually higher earlier in the week. Watch out for these Cowboys. I know there's the Mike McCarthy factor, but that offense is elite. And they're forcing turnovers on defense. So if they can keep this up, they're going to be there. They can make a deep run and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now the coach knee-deep in controversy all week, Urban Meyer. Tennessee favored by 4.5. I'm shocked that didn't climb throughout the week. 
I just figured there would be an automatic fade from a lot of betters jumping on the Titans, coming off a loss at the Jets, and everything happening with the Jaguars. Derrick Henry, 10 games against Jacksonville. He has over 1,000 yards. I know they can't stop a nosebleed. But on that Tennessee side, the injury report starting to look better. A.J. Brown practiced in full last couple days of the week. Julio will not be on the field. What else is new? So just a few other options, a few other options that I find interesting in week number five. I'll tweet out my five official picks that I'm using in the Circus Sports Million at to Joe 0670 at Joe 0670. What about survivor pools? Where should we go today? Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse has thoughts and a really cool promo still happening at PointsBet. That is next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski with you on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're here every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. And guys, PointsBet offers the fastest and easiest registration in Illinois when you bet with PointsBet, the proud partner of Hawthorne Racecourse. You get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the PointsBet app now and use code THESCORE to get your first bet risk-free up to $2,000. It's Miller time. Jim Miller joins us here on Early Odds. He's a weekly contributor, and he's at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter. Jim, there's just too much now that we're in with baseball. I'm not complaining. It's the best month to bet sports, but we've got uh, baseball playoffs every single day. NFL the other day, we had a a good matchup on Thursday night. We've got, of course, college football, huge games this weekend, kind of getting overshadowed by everything, everything else going on. And uh, by the way, there's WNBA team from Chicago trying to go for the title so much. Think about that. The sky is in the finals. They've played really well in the playoffs, and they've been a great play in the playoffs, too, if you were playing them against the spread throughout the course of the playoffs. You're right. College football, there's four matchups of top 25 teams for college football. It is. It's overshadowed. There was a great Thursday night matchup in the NFL. There's a great Sunday night matchup. You got White Sox playoffs going on. It is. It's a fun week. And the Justin Fields era is officially here now, at least more than just a week-by-week status. There's a whole lot going on here, Joe. All right. Once in a while, we talk about survivor pools. Do you have all your spots still alive in mind? I do. I do have my spots alive. And and I've been jumping around. I've been trying to avoid those big, massive favorites to save them because I have multiple spots. If I was down to one, it would be a little bit different. But multiple spots, I've been doing that, and I'm doing it again this week. Okay, this week is interesting because there's, I believe, five different games with point spreads of at least a touchdown. Many of those games, the the lines keep on climbing. Who knows? Maybe we'll have uh, multiple double-digit favorites by the time we get to Sunday's kickoff. But uh, you were just telling me that you're kind of going off the board. You're not going with those touchdown favorites. Is it because of chaos or more about what you were just saying, that safety that you do have with multiple spots. you watching these kind of things, Joe, and safety can be the key. And we've talked about that for how you play some of these survivor pools when you have multiple teams. And last week, you were a Cincinnati loss away from half of the pool <laughs> being wiped out. And that yeah. was still with your biggest point spread team in the Bills covering and covering rather easily. But like you said, you look at this week, there's a lot of touchdown favorite type of teams. But for me, those are teams that are going to be touchdown favorites 
week in and week out. So the way I looked at Survivor this week was I looked two ways. We've talked about rookie quarterbacks throughout the course of the season. And last week, the rookie quarterbacks did play well. For the most part, though, it's been tough, especially for them on the road. You look at the Bears, look at Justin Fields going to Vegas. Vegas is good at home. Fields is yet to throw a touchdown pass. Akeem Hicks is questionable, probably out. Khalil Mack didn't play much of the second half. So Mm -hmm. I like the Raiders quite a bit. And then my other survivor pick that I look to, it's turned into chaos in Jacksonville, and Urban Meyer is definitely not helping the cause there. Tennessee's supposed to be good. It seems to me like this is the week where they might be able to get on track and turn things around. Those were the two teams I used, and neither of them could be those double-digit point favorites when you come to Sunday. With the Jaguars, normally you would say, oh, this team has extra time to prepare. But it's clear with all the stories going on, Urban Meyer doesn't care about extra time to prepare. He's not even going back with his team down to Florida. The Raiders angle I find interesting. I think you're on the right side there. When Matt Nagy is an underdog by more than a field goal, he has a terrible record over the last few seasons. Uh, Would you be taking Raiders if it was Dalton? If it's Dalton, I think it's a little bit different. And here's the reason why I say that, too. I was at the game last week. I was able to watch that game last week. And I think the Bears were very fortunate to win with the amount of times that Detroit was inside the 10. But the one thing with Justin Fields that he's still learning is working through his progressions. He was able to hit that first receiver multiple times last week because they were so wide open. Darnell Mooney throughout the course of the game. And it was set up by David Montgomery handling the ball so often. You don't have Montgomery now. It may be a little bit tougher on fields working through progressions. I just don't see it being this that easy this week. No, I think you're right. And believe it or not, there's a lot of talent on this Raiders defense. And it's normal. It's okay if he doesn't look great against Vegas because that's what's happening. Look at the rookie right. quarterbacks. It took until week four for many of them, like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, to finally turn it around. So uh, I, I understand where you're coming from there. Uh, one of the bigger point spreads is on Monday night Ravens and the Colts you might want to consider the Ravens because if you look at their schedule moving forward it's actually going to shock you there aren't a lot of spots to take Baltimore because they have such a tough schedule they're in the toughest if not one of the toughest divisions so the Ravens might be a good look for Monday night football if you're in Survivor but Monday night I'm always scared those primetime games Uh, Those underdogs tend to play up to the competition. All right. How about the promos over at PointsBet? What do we have for week five? Here's the thing that's the most amazing about it, Joe, and we've talked about it all season long. The month of September, PointsBet went no juice on NFL games on the sides. They did it last week again. They're extending it again another week into this week. So that's something that's so important because we talk about how the margins can be so slim. We talk about shopping your prices. When you take the juice away on the games, That's a huge amount of money, especially for people that play significant amounts of money. So no juice again this weekend on all NFL sides. And then something that PointsBen has done every single Sunday night game is they do that first wager up to $20 as a risk-free wager. So you can take those chances to maybe dabble in the same game parlay, to try a multiplier, to try something that may be a little bit more out of whack for you and do it risk-free. So they've done that on every Sunday night football game. They're doing it again this week. It's a great Sunday night matchup with the Bills and the Chiefs, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great Sunday night football game, Sunday night baseball too, just too much going on. I love it. Love to hear that. They keep on extending the no juice on NFL sides. What about the horses? What's the deal this weekend? 
All right, Thoroughbred Racing opens up this weekend at Hawthorne. It's a ton of full fields. There's always a lot of value out there. So there's three horses to bet across the board on Saturday afternoon. Race two, bet the three-horse Easter Music across the board, a horse that has a lot of speed. Race four, bet the 10 Memory Bank across the board. This horse is solid on turf or dirt. And then in race seven, bet the nine Jammin' Cameron, another horse that can show speed in a wide-open race. Weekly Early Odds contributor Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, appreciate your time. As always, great information. Best of luck with your socks. Man, it's going to be a fun weekend, Joe. Let's hopefully that say that we're looking into next weekend at extended baseball. Yeah, Jim, big Sox fan, and he's just hoping for one game at a time. It starts tomorrow. Also in his survivor pools and strategy as much as I am. So I think uh, we'll make that a regular thing on his weekly visits. Look at various options to consider and the ones to avoid. Those landmines, that's the big part of it. If you missed any of the last hour, I recommend you use the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast because sports better Ian McMillan was here for a half hour. Ian, 70%. I'm 75%. Small sample, but hey, we're rolling with it, and we hope to keep it going. Tough to beat that. Uh, Check me out all week on The Score and weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. on BetQL Daily via the BetQL Network. I tweet out all the ways you can listen or watch at Joe0670, at Joe0670. The White Sox, one game from elimination. Bruce Levine and David Hall will tell you how they got here and how they can turn it around. Inside the clubhouse is next. Cash some tickets with NFL, CFB, MLB, WNBA, almost NBA and NHL time too. And uh, keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 